Before we start today's episode, just a really quick warning. There are spoilers ahead and there is swearing. From active time battling to zombie slaying, Waffling Tailors covers video games and beyond. In this episode, we are joined by OG Waffler and longtime friend of the show Lulu to talk about the anniversary of Final Fantasy VIII on the PS1. In this episode, we cover everything from triple triad addiction, bazooka abuse, and the original selfie. So without further ado, sit back, grab some snacks, and get ready for this episode entitled Final Fantasy VIII Anniversary Phantom Dick Pain. Take it away, guys. Hello there. It is, it is, uh, it's... It's me. I might as well introduce myself, stars. I mean to go on. It's Squidge. How the hell is everyone? Um, you are listening to another episode of Waffling Tailors. We will tell you what the episode's about. But first, introductions. Might as well. Uh, you know him. You love him. You can't live without him. He's sexy and he knows it. It's Jay. Give us some noise. I, I, I'm pretty sure most people can live without me. But yeah, that's that's very kind of you, Squidge. Very kind. What kind of noise is that? It's It's a quiet noise. A quiet noise, a reserve noise. I mean, a, a very I nasal go, noise. Yeah. What I could do is go, fly him on! Like that, and ruin your editing session if you like. It won't too loud. Was, was that actually an Australian accent as well? Because that was kind of impressive. No, it wasn't an Australian accent. Uh, you want to do it again in an Australian accent, or are you not going to bother? No. No, okay. Fair enough. Love the energy. Love the energy in the room. So. We have a guest today to help us. She is our local Final Fantasy expert. She needs no introduction. But you're going to get one anyway. Hi, guys! <laughs> it's me! <laughs> Set them up and you knock them down. <laughs> That's it. We've got, we've got comparable energy today, Lulu, you and me. I know, I know. Why? <laughs> the, the caffeine hasn't kicked in yet for him. I don't think. Oh no, that's the. Pr- I think that's going to be my issue. Is I've had like two cups of coffee this morning already, and I'm just like. <laughs> oh, you're you're waiting for the come down then. Oh yeah. So the, 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 gonna you're going to crash after about twenty minutes. A bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm going to be like the lunatic Pandora and just. <laughs> <laughs> keeping it on theme today. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we'll just roll credits. We don't have to do an episode now. You just mentioned everything. That's uh, it. We've hit all so, the high points. Of- <laughs> just all the, all the high points, know the low points, you know, all the rest of it. So in case you haven't noticed, today's episode is going to be an anniversary episode of the, I want to say, 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VIII. I have notes. I'm not referring to them. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the 25th. Makes me feel. I old. feel like I should be shaking my fist at clouds and saying it's not fair that it's been 25 years since Final Fantasy VIII came out. Yeah, no. Where is the time gone? Behind, right us. out the window. <sighs> yeah. Hey. I blame Ultimicia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's it. As soon, as, soon as her spell wears off, we'll all just become teenagers again, right? Well, we'll just blame it on time compression. That's probably a better way to do it. We'll just blame it on time com- com- what compression. What it is, <laughs> well, com- whatever, compression. We're, we're stuck in time compression. We're just imagining we're in the future. We're actually in the past. 
We're still on a mission. Oh, I'll just well, put it as that. I don't want to go through puberty again. Well, okay. So when this finishes, we'll be like 25. Hell with it. I'll do. Fair enough. And we'll, we'll know about the future so we can rig the lottery and, you know, buy shares and have working knees again. Just me? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have my back not click in the morning. That's too much. Um, so we're... <laughs> is this, is this the spiritual level? <laughs> is this only... Yeah, I felt that in the ibuprofen. <laughs> Hey, that, they make no. ice cream with ibuprofen in now. Just, just so you know. I'm on the they good don't. stuff. I wish I've got did. codeine. I've upgraded. Ascended, ascended. Yes, ascended. You've you've evolved. Oh. You've evolved to codeine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. So, so let's uh, start with something to go on. So, 25 years ago, I'll, so last time I'll mention it, Final Fantasy VIII was released on the I'm gonna say 11th of February. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The anniversary is coming up. Like, this is right. Get my brain in gear. So <clears throat> it's that old. I won't mention the number again. So um, first question for y'all: take it in turns, do whatever you like. Describe Final Fantasy VIII in three words. Go on, Jamie. I've 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 got mine ready, but go on. Got okay. mine ready as well. Mother fucking good. Okay, I'm being really nerdy and just saying succession of witches. Ooh, mm. both good, both good. Mine is simple. It's triple triad addiction. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the fucking random rule. <laughs> War flashbacks to Vietnam. <laughs> Stop you giving me ideas for sound effects. Seriously. You know, you know that meme of the dog when it sees the cupcake and you hear the music? That's that's what I went through when you mentioned Triple Triad. Anyway. Yeah, no, just instantly card queen, random rule. I, I, I just saw the dog with the hat in the burning burning uh, room where she says, this is fine. This is oh, fine. yeah. This is fine. This is fine. That's all I oh. This is fine. Oh, yeah, you know, like they introduced Triple Triad as in the Final Fantasy VIII version to Final Fantasy fourteen, And yes, the random rule is there. And no, I am not bringing it into my world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done my time. <laughs> Been there, done that, went to, th- went to therapy. Not yeah, doing it again. Still yep. in therapy for it. <laughs> Triple triad can't hurt you, Lulu. It's not real. (laughs) Actually, yes, it is, because you can buy the cards. I do. Yeah, I have a set, because Squidge got me a set. Yes. So lucky I never got one. Never saw anywhere that sold them. Oh, no, this was custom made. Oh. A set of pink cards, a set of blue cards, and a mat for it. Oh, nice. Um... Yeah, you know, it's it's it no longer doing triple triad, still paying off that loan shark. But that's a, diff- a story for a different time. Um, okay, so you know, your choice who goes first. Um, how did we react to Final Fantasy VIII when we finally got our grubby mitts on it? 
Oh god, I remember, and I don't know whether Jamie had the same experience, um, there was a demo in a PlayStation magazine, uh, which I still have. I still have that playable demo. Yeah. And I just remember getting it. This was like after school as well. Like my, me and my friends walked to like the local news agents close to us, um, our school, all bought our copy, said adios. I went home and just played it so many times that night because it was the Dolly um, invade, uh, Dolly infiltration mission, and I just played it so much. And we all came back together in the morning, and we were just talking about it and just being so excited for this game and just. I, oh, and I also remember if you got the platinum version of FF7, it wasn't a playable demo, but they had um, movie reel demos in that get in that disc. And I, I remember there was um, the ballroom scene. They'd done it like an old sepia-toned movie reel, yeah. and they distorted yeah. the music as well. And it was oh, and I must have played the original intro to Final Fantasy VIII so many times because it the original one was more like a movie um trailer than what we got mm. in the end so good oh final fantasy 8 i even now i will confidently say it is my favorite final fantasy can, can, can you imagine someone being stoned off the bonds Putting in that movie reel disc instead of the gear, watching the film with a pad in front of them going, pad's not working. And you're hearing <laughs> that distorted music going, the hell is this? Where am I? What year is it? <laughs> Miss, Mr. Owl, is this the right is this the right game? You're a dragon, not an owl. Where's the owl? <laughs> the staring Where's the owl? Owl, has he got out? You know. So what about you, Jim? Oh man, it's similar similar reactions. I remember playing the the demo that's on the the Dalai mission, and was it was it time limited? Because I rem- what I what I'm pulling from my memory is that it's it's one of the first times you meet the spider, uh, the metallic oh, spider the boss. X A M blah blah. Yeah, the the like the that's crab the spider boss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the camera pans up slightly, slowly and fades out at the same time because that was the end of the demo. I remember that, but I can't remember whether it was time based because I remember the Resident Evil Two one was time based. Like you only um, had like twenty minutes or whatever. Ten minutes. There is a time limit in the full game, but I mm. can't remember if it was in the demo. I'm pretty sure it was. But the interesting thing about the demo is that they put they switched out selfie for Renoa. And, like, Renoa had no dialogue whatsoever because, obviously, she wasn't supposed to be there at that point in the game. And I remember for months before the game came out, me and my friends were, like, all speculating, like, oh, is she, like, joined Seed um, in, like, a a covert sort of way because she's um, with this rebel force and whatnot? Yeah, for months it was just speculation of what was going on and it just turned out no we just put her in there so that you could like see her in action okay cool yep yep (laughs) but yeah yeah it was that it was that first demo that was what i remember of my first i think i seem to remember watching some video of like an introduction by some some of the development team or something Mm. and they were saying about how 
um, how unlike Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. which the character models were uh, all right, yeah, we'll go, we'll breeze past the the world view model, like the in battle models weren't as detailed as the Final Fantasy VIII ones, mm-hmm. and they were saying how um, the uh, the 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 skins as applied to the models were seamless like they did have see they did have seams but they were able to encode like for those who don't quite get how um uh how skins go onto 3d models imagine you have like a box and you're wrapping like uh christmas paper or you know gift wrap around it there are going to be that's quite literally how a texture is applied to a 3d model and there's going to be a seam because you start at one end and you wrap around and get to the the other end and what they'd said was they they'd created the textures such that there was an overlapping element so instead of the textures having a defined beginning and end the beginning would have a copy of a couple of pixels of the end tacked on the left hand side of it and the end would have a copy of the pixels from the the beginning tacked onto the right hand side of it so they so what they did was they literally overlapped it and you couldn't see where the edge was um which apparently was a, a big a big innovation which uh, I mean, it was an innovation. It did look like there weren't edges to the to the to the skins, but I rem- I really clearly remember that. That's what I'm saying, right? That's one thing that I very clearly remember, and I, I can't remember whether it was on the disc or whether I'd seen it somewhere else. I can't remember where I saw it, but I remember seeing. Not have been YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, YouTube <laughs> didn't even. God, what did we even have back then? <laughs> we talked to we talked to each other. Oh yeah, damn, you're right. And Social interaction. We had, yeah, we had Remember? forums. And GeoCities. Oh Geo oh, GeoCities and Angel Fire. Oh it's man, right in the ibuprofen. I feel goddamn old. <laughs> it's right in the ibuprofen. I also remember as well that Final Fantasy VIII was one of the earlier games that used very basic mocap as well for the um, for what mm. was back then called the FMVs. Yes. God, FMVs. Oh, 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 that was the other thing. The, the other thing that was included in whatever video it was that I watched, they also had um, they also had like the making of the the ballroom dancing scene because like you said yeah. it was all it was all motion capture so all of the acting that you could see where you know Renault is dragging uh, dragging Squall to the dance floor then Squall gives up and walks away and she drags him back and they dance that's all uh, motion captured it wasn't mm-hmm. um, it wasn't hand animated yep now same with um Zell's introduction FMV as well there was a a very sprightly young Japanese man doing flips in a, you know, you, you think about mo- ca- motion capture now, and you know, you like, for example, like Baldur's Gate. I'm sure a lot of people recently have seen behind the scenes of um, the cast doing it, and it's all very sophisticated. Yeah, it was not like that in. Well, they would have started production on that probably late night. Well, yeah, it would have been late '97 because you've got to remember turnaround for games like that was so much faster back then. Like '97, we got FF7. God bless. It was FF7 day yesterday. <laughs> it's an official holiday in Japan. Like what the heck? Um, and then it was 1999. We got. Final Fantasy VIII, so that's like you know two years, and we got another 
you know, f well, it was a four-disc game, and that was another thing that blew our minds back then. It's like, four discs? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> See, what, what people don't seem to realise is when they were mocapping the um, the ballroom thing, when they thought it wasn't on, this wasn't included in the behind-the-scenes thing, a dance battle erupted. Right, so there was a line and there was a dance battle and then another thing what people don't realise is the sprightly young gentleman who did all the mocap for Zell when he you first introduced him, he was even more difficult because he was in a cubicle doing that. So, you know, props to him. He's very talented Japanese. to do all that on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Japanese. Yeah. Miles ahead of us. Always. Yeah. <laughs> miles ahead of us. With all of the potential sticking points of the game that really stay in your mind to this day, what's like the ones that stick with you the most? Are they like story driven? Is it a side quest? Is it a particular mechanic? I I gave this a lot of thought, and I think if you'd have, you'd have asked me this when I was God, how old was uh, you know 13, 14 years old? you know like what's my favorite moment from final fantasy VIII? i think being a young girl i would have said the ballroom scene because it's so iconic it's like mm. ff6's opera scene and ff7 with the uh the end of disc one event i know it's a it's a that we still don't talk about yeah <laughs> you know that we're all bricking ourselves over for the next few weeks until Rebirth comes out. Yes. Well, but, go on, yeah, go on, rub it in. I can't play it on release. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the collector's edition. Careful. Careful. of Sephira. Waka waka. Anyway, so, yeah. If you, <laughs> Not, if, Not saying a damn thing. If you'd have asked me what the most, like the moment that made the biggest impression on me, you know, when the game first came out, I would have easily have said the ballroom scene but now that i'm 38 on monday um the scene that sticks out for me and because it's it's one of those moments which it's only when you get older you realize how horrifying it is renoa floating in space and the silence when when the music stops and you just sat there watching her slowly floating through this vast empty void and it's so horrifying and especially if you mess that bit up with because there's um, like a chase sequence almost with Squall trying to catch her and if you don't catch her this this little grey box comes up saying Renoa was lost in space forever it's so horrifying yeah I did that first time not again yeah, I think a lot of I think a it lot happened of once did. that was it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that scene, um, I think a scene that definitely has consistently stuck out with me. Um, sorry, I'm hogging here. I love this game <laughs> so much. I'm very passionate about Final Fantasy VIII. Is a scene that has consistently stuck with me is when the White Seed take alone, and Squall has this monologue of how how and why he prefers to push people away and be alone because he feels that he can't rely on anyone and i yeah. thought that was so impactful it was just so very quiet it's like not even focusing on him 
as like the main character it's just speech bubbles over alone sailing away slowly in this ship and it was it was it was movie worthy and that has consistently stayed with me yeah it's a, it's a surprising narrative moments in that game mm, very impactful so many. hits you in the feels yeah so oh god yeah. that eight consistent will even after so many years and i know these moments are coming up i will still sob like a child because <laughs> it does it gets you and it's just text boxes on a screen and it you know it just shows how good the creators were at conveying these moments to you as an audience just through like i say little gray text boxes mm. what about you Jay? So I think um, my, mine are a little less hit you in the feels, I think. Um, I'm just, like you'd said about whether it was a gameplay mechanic or, or a side quest or anything like that. Mm. One of the things I really, really liked was the boost mechanic for when you were summoning your guardian forces, your summons. You could hold down select and mash that square button. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That, the, the amount of times from the other room I had, for fuck's sake, because he just missed it. <laughs> Yeah, no, because some of the because I the the summons didn't have like consistent um, boost timings, so it was like learning them and like paying attention. Oh man, seeing it drop back down to what was the starting point? Was it like fifty? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Go up to two fifty-five. Yeah. Oh and The fact that turbo pads didn't work. Although, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you ever got Eden. You could just sit there and just slowly tap it and still hit the 250, no problem. Because yep. it was such a long <laughs> summon sequence. You could write a will. <laughs> and anyone summons that more than twice in a in a in a battle is doing something wrong. Yeah. Eden was interesting. <laughs> just like, oh, I have a spaceship with a naked lady trapped in a crystal. Because because Final oh, Fantasy, yeah. of course. Exactly. <laughs> but I think um, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I think um, story mechanics wise uh, or story wise, um, I mean, uh, you said it earlier, Lulu. There's so many really interesting, intriguing, and emotional, gut wrenching punches that you get throughout the game. But uh, and it's 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 maybe not everyone's favorite thing, but like, and it was played for laughs because there was a shed load of comic relief in the scene but when Laguna is trying to approach Julia in the bar and she's singing leg eyes cramp. on me it's played for laughs it's it's clearly not leg cramp that was the um, oh, we yeah. have to release this for kids you know there's going to be kids playing this in the west so we can't say what is actually happening but you know and that's why it was played for laughs or whatever but like him approaching her and and not really having the 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 confidence to do it and then finally approaching her and then like afterwards like the full actual song is included in the game right and that's not something that was done in final fantasy games up to that point all of the music was midi based which is just small instructions for the the sound chip to generate the sound so essentially effectively every time you listen to the music in a final fantasy game up to that point it is a brand new performance of it because it's the computer just following instructions creating bleeps and bloops that sound vaguely like real um uh, instruments but the actual song eyes on me uh as sung by fei wong was included in the game 
with the lyrics and everything and like it's just so to me it's such a beautiful like um i don't think it's juxtaposition but this beautiful like almost carbon copy of how laguna and julia get together and how squall and renoa react to each other and the fact that they decide to include that twice um the the song version of it is obviously the the actual performance of it is only included once i believe and that's when squall you know rescues renoa from space um but it's played several times well no it's actually played twice eyes on me is played twice in in its full entirety you've got like the pop version like the radio version of it which is played uh during the ragnarok scene and then it's played again during the ending cut scene Right. But it's an yeah. orchestral version, which honestly is my favourite version. It's just so beautifully done. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, you know Final Fantasy VIII was one of those. It's is one of the ways that many people in the West got introduced to Feywild. It was definitely how I got introduced to Feywild because I was like, "Wow, she's amazing and she's brilliant at singing." Obviously, um, I want to track down some of her, and I have a stack of her CDs. I have mm-hmm. not got a clue what she's singing about, but they're all brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, she doesn't sing in English very often either. Um, true. So, especially for Square, um, as they were Squaresoft back then, to to be so forward thinking in that they realize we cannot potentially release a song like this and have it in japanese or um she's chinese if i remember rightly or cantonese yeah i I think she's from hong kong but i i don't know i'm sure that that folks will will allow us to be slightly uh, unintentionally ignorant about that fact right (laughs) yeah i'm 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 not entirely 100 sure i knew i knew at one point but either way um, it wasn't released either in Chinese or Japanese. They released it in English because they realised that, well, there's a big English-speaking audience that are going to play this game and we want them to understand where this leitmotif is coming from and what it means later on down the line. Like, the amount of times you'd walk around the game and you'd just hear the piano version start playing and you'd be just like... I'm not singing properly because um, I'm shy, so I she always was. do it stupidly. She was, she was. She <laughs> was singing properly. That's, that's the, her actual voice. I, I don't sound like a muppet. <laughs> but yeah, so you'd start singing along with it, and like, God, that song stayed permanently in my head for weeks after hearing it. I was ap- absolutely obsessed with it because it's just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, bit of a step down, but there you go. Um, but like, uh, so I've just looked it up. Um, Fei Wong was born in Beijing, but his uh, her citizenship is Hong Kong. So technically, everything we said was correct. <laughs> oh, good. I, I thought so, but I didn't want to be like, this is one hundred percent factual, and then somebody on the internet being like, well, actually, and it would have been like, oh, I'm sorry, well, I'm yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> the glasses pushed up. Well, actually. Yeah, exactly, right? I'm getting senile. (laughs) (laughs) It's not forgetful. It's, um, you're you're equipping too many GFs. Your memory's gone. Exactly, exactly. They've Um, been eating away at my memories. mm. Yes. So, so I'll, I'll tell you some of the sticking points as like, uh, because I played this when it first came out and I was like 11. I didn't understand any of it. Then I played it in, uh, 
when I was like 20-ish, still didn't understand it. It took me till the age of 27 to actually understand everything because it is a very dense game with all its different story beats and what have you. But before I mention some of the sticking points for me, I will say the thing that Jay was reluctant to say. Laguna, um, he wasn't getting a cramp in his leg. He was getting a raging hard on. Anyway, so oh, moving yeah, that on. Was a, that was an awkward bonus. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> So I'll go there. Jim doesn't have to. I'll go there. One of the things, one of the things like that <laughs> totally like flew past me at the time. You know, I'm 12, 13, 14. I don't know these things. Um, Zell talking about hot dogs is a way of saying it was like a like a um, I can't think of the the word like a metaphor. He was talking about you know hooking up with with other male members of seat. I took it just completely it was just like it felt at the time it was like oh this is a silly a silly character trait he just really likes hot dogs but yeah apparently um it's a it's a way of 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 uh i can't think of the right way to say it but like looking for male companionship no i i've always heard that it was uh it was actually like a sweet bread in japan that, that that was very popular within um within garden but because we don't have japanese sweet bread in the west yeah. it they changed it in translation to hot dog because well so many people within europe america we've all had hot dogs at some point in our life but if you watch the very end cut scene where it's like the camcorder you can actually see that he's eating sweet bread yeah you are filthy minded Jamie (laughs) you know what what? I'm glad I brought it up so that I could be proved wrong that's fine (laughs) no it's fine I mean it could very well be it could very well have been a euphemism for it well you're actually you see you've 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 made me look it up and it turns out it's because yakisoba pan is uh, yakisoba is meat noodles and pan is the Mm. Japanese loan word that comes from Dutch and French for bread, and that's what it, that's what it is apparently. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely like meat bread, that right? we, Yeah, that we didn't have like traditionally over here, and so they yeah, just yeah. went with what they thought was more universal to the West, which is a hot dog. Which, it makes of sense. Course. Yeah, right. That's what a, that's what a localization team does. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, w- yeah, I was going to say that. that- that seemed a bit far-fetched considering that in the in the camcorder ending uh, cutscene you've got Zell stuffing his face with sweetbread but you've got the the girl from the library who's sweet on him sat next to him oh I know giggling she away she starts choking and she's like yeah she's, oh. she can't help herself but laugh yeah yeah it's so cute the girl with the pigtails yeah yeah, the one in the library was, whole... was always chatting about him whenever you talk. Yeah, because yeah. there's like a whole side quest for that that you can easily mm. miss. Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it's something. The if memory serves, the Zell side quest is something to do with collecting all the combat mag- uh, combat king magazines. Yeah, for his uh, his limit break combo, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I think it was visiting the library at certain points throughout the game as well when you were going back yeah. to garden. So it was it was a culmination of the two and so easy to miss, especially when, you know, <laughs> the internet was not great in 1999 <laughs> for getting yep. information because uh, people think that false information is uh, rife now. It was worse back then. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I remember 
there was a random forum post that I found where someone tried to start a rumor of my my Final Fantasy VIII disc has a weird bug. Um, they they kept some chocobos in it. Apparently, when watching the um, and and this is this is me remembering across the veil of twenty five years, so I'm probably misremembering it. But somebody had posted something like I videotaped it, and my version of Final Fantasy VIII in the ballroom scene has a chocobo running in through in the background, and I'm like, really, guy, really, yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, if if you want internet misinformation, there's two things I can mention, and it's not about Final Fantasy, it's about Resident Evil 2. It's how to get through the Phantom Gate to yeah. find Rebecca Chambers, which was absolute bobbins. And the other one was you can play as Akuma in Resident Evil 2, which you can't. That was a that was a prank, but people believed it. So oh, yeah. No, yeah. so much stuff back then. Misinformation, um, yeah. Yeah. Although, interestingly enough, there was supposed to be, and this this is on the wiki, if I remember correctly, that there was supposed to be another FMV with, it was like, um, I think it was supposed to be around the garden battle time. Again, I'm recalling from memory, and I'm old, <laughs> but it was supposed, um, so I don't know whether anyone's seen the the promotional artwork of Squall and Laguna standing under a moon. I vaguely remember I it, but not have. too well. Yeah, um, so there's this promotional art of Squall, Laguna, they're clearly in different places, but they're looking up at the moon, you know, again, mm. juxtaposition because it's young Laguna and Squall, you know. And there was supposed to be a cutscene um, with this, where there, where it's you know, it's kind of like even across time and space, they they always looked at the same moon. It was like you know because it, it tied into the whole Lunar Cry thing later on. I'm not entirely sure because again, I'm recalling from memory, but there is a, there is a file within. The, the data of Final Fantasy VIII that has some sort of cutscene that was never added properly, but the file name's still there, weirdly. I don't know. Again, you can look it up on the wiki, because I'm recalling from memory, but there was supposed to be another one. And um, it does make you wonder what else was cut from the game in terms of, like, cutscenes and stuff. Because, like, even if you watch the intro to FFA, there are scenes that you'll see that you don't see in the full game. Yeah. And it's like, but why? Why tease me? <laughs> Give it to me! If you've got the original FF8 version for PC like I have, it's mm. in a box somewhere, you could just look into the disc and see if you can find the file with the help of Wiki, you know. But, um... Okay, so I'll 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 hit with some of the sticky moments for me. So when I first played this, I was like eleven, I think ten or eleven. So the action sequences stuck out to me the most. I only got so far in the game the first try. So um, I'm gonna uh, hopefully I'll get the pronunciation of this right because I've heard it done different ways. Is it Quistus? Is that you pronounce I, it? I've always pronounced it Quistus, but I have heard Keistus. Yeah, it's because it, it's that QU in it. It's it's weird. Yeah, but like I say, I personally always pronounced it Quistus. So I'll go with Quistus. I, I won't get yelled at for saying that too much. Mm -hmm. So 
for me, it was Quistus laying into the robot with that Gatling gun. I was bouncing up and down. Just, oh, and it would... It was it was after sort of experiencing um, your sprite, your character, your moving it while a cutscene's going. That blew my mind mm. completely at the time because I'd never seen it before. Um, so there was that that always that always got me going. To this day, it's, it still gets me a little pumped up. The other one is movies and games. I've got a thing that I always look for, and it's what I call is the clusterfuck moment, um, where everything's going on everything and you're stuck in the middle of it somewhere trying to get from here to be so the point where you've got the i don't want to call it a civil war but a war between the gardens so the sorceress's oh. forces against the garden so you've got squall hanging on a robot hanging on a glider punching the other guy trying to get him off to save Renoa. right that always i i always mess it up because i was concentrating on the background and then when when he saves her when they're running across it it's just that whole massive situation it's just I love things like that and I always have to sometimes I almost die because I'm just watching the background and everything going on and you're running through it you know I think I, I just uh, to comment on that scene the, the battle of the mm-hmm. gardens um, I think what I liked about that was that you were seeing how different the Golbadian soldiers fought compared to mm-hmm. trained well trainees and f- full-fledged seeds because they use magic yeah. whereas Galbadian soldiers didn't well they did in combat but like it wasn't really known whether they actually used GF or not because that um, in game lore you can only use magic if you have a GF junction so I'm not really sure how they explain that one I, I, I haven't looked into it but it's, it's more the Galbadia forces are more technologically advanced you oh, could yeah. see the minute you went there you know everything yeah. was and it was really it was really interesting just seeing um, these kids fighting grown ass men mm. let's be honest mm. here but the cool yeah. the cool scene that kicks it all off though is just Cypher stood on the top of Galbadia Garden and just giving the signal and all those motorcycles just go yeah. whomf it's oh. so good you know you're in for something <laughs> special when you just see bikes flying through the air trying oh to no it. I remember seeing that on um, it was I think it, uh, it I don't know whether it was E3 back then I'm not sure. It was some sort of game, like game convention, mm. and they were showing scenes from Final Fantasy VIII, and obviously they they focused more on the cutscenes back then because they were flashy and cool looking. And I just remember like these motorcycles slamming down on the floor and weaving in and out of students, and just being like, "Oh my god, I get to play this game soon! This is insane!" <laughs> yeah. That was a banger of a cutscene, um, but oh, that that whole so part, it, it, I always had to do it a couple of times because I was looking round. You know, I couldn't help myself. I was just seeing this 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 clusterfuck happening, and it's trained soldiers against seed members and students, right? And then it was just like halfway through that where Squall just goes, "Right, we're taking the fight to them," and the turn round, that counter attack. Oh, <laughs> so awesome! Just, oh, such an awesome sequence to go through it was just, oh, really sticks in my mind but I just want to take just a second out um, to mention that the characters in this the playable characters, we're not talking about like Sorcerer Sadir and Laguna and stuff we're talking the main core group um, they're all teenagers sl- slash young adults and I just want to obviously spoiler heavy, I'll put a spoiler at the beginning of this but I'll just mention, their first mission is to kidnap a president yeah 
then they're told to assassinate a sorceress and then they're on the front lines to try and destroy a sorceress on the planet and in space and on the moon and back on the planet again. This is a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Not not your average day at the park, is it, really? Yeah, you know, you've got if you're to told remember. to do that. <laughs> you've got to remember, though, that the the key thing to understand in what a how a um uh, a jrpg works is, is is a bunch of teenagers coming together using the power of friendship to kill god right and so you can't have a bunch of teenagers coming together to use the power of friendship to kill god if they're not teenagers right <laughs> exactly friendship is magic Duh. Friendship is magic but i, I wouldn't even say i wouldn't even say that i, I think final fantasy 8 is the exception to the rule on that one because it's yeah, they are coming together to fight this massive thing, and the sorcerer, the sorcerer Ultimacia, believes she is a god, but they're not exactly fighting a god. They're not fighting something that's massive. They're just fighting someone who's hiding in a time compression space in Bowser's castle, like you got to go take out. Can There's I a lot of time travel involved. You know, I, I, I don't think it's like with something. Hmm. Co- fin- finish off, but I'm going to interject with something about Ultimacia because there's something that I I found really fascinating about her over the years and I've always thought this so you've got bad guys like Kefka, Sephiroth uh, Kuja you know the the classics Uh, they all want to destroy and dominate Mm-hmm. That's that's literally it. I mean, yes, Kefka mm-hmm. becomes a god, and what I found interesting with when he became a god, he became detached. Yeah. Like, you know, w- w- why do you yearn to live knowing all, all things must die? So, you know, he he just doesn't care anymore and he doesn't care that the parties come to fight him because well, he's a god. Of course he doesn't care about the ants on the ground. Sephiroth is just a very angry and confused man. You know, um, I'm glad they're delving more into that in the remake series. We'll just call it for sake of argument, mm. because in the original FF7, it was he was kind of two dimensional. Let's be honest. But then you've got Ultimecia, who's a very interesting antagonist. In that, it doesn't sound like she just wants she wants to destroy and dominate. She wants to create a place which only she can exist in. Mm. Now, when you think of it like that, that sounds like someone who's got a lot of trauma. What yeah. happened to her? Because this is another point as well, is that it's in game law. I am waffling. I'm so sorry. But we're on the Waffling Tailors, so waffling is Absolutely. all good. But, um, it's part of the name, right? <laughs> yeah. So in game law, a sorceress needs a knight. And the reason they yeah. need a knight more or less is because a knight will level her out it essentially protecting her from herself stopping her from going mad this is why adele sorceress adele ended up being locked away in space because she didn't have a knight and she waged Mm. war against the entire world so my feeling is that either ultimecia never had a knight or she did and something awful happened to them and it just started this cycle of self-loathing and hatred for everything where she just wanted to be alone and i think that's very interesting it was never Mm. about being a ruler it was never about enslaving people and decimating things she just wanted to be alone and not enough people talk about that Mm. 
but it's Bear it's one of those you, you you find that out like really late on into the main story mm-hmm. that's the thing you I'll, I'll go back to like the bunch of teenagers thing when I've yet um yeah sorry for just going on a tangent no no it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> I, I, I like, like I'm saying I th- I think the exception to the rule is uh, a bunch of teenagers uh, with the power of friendship take on God. I think Final Fantasy VIII is an exception to the rule because you are getting orders all the time. It's you're ordered. You're you're a, you're a, you you um, you know you finish the seed exam. Cipher fails it twice and then goes off the deep end. But you you become a special force that's trained to take on sorceresses. So all the way through, you're taking orders. You're not really. You're not essentially doing it for yourself. There's always some sort of game plan. There's a mission, mm. you know? So it's like these teenagers are under military orders to do this, to do that, to do the kid, kidnap a president who turns out to be a zombie that you can kill with healing magic, you know, try and take out a sorceress, which is what they're there for, you know? So I think it's a bit different because it's they're not doing it. They're not coming together and thinking, right, we need to stop this. Mm. You know, what, what have we got ideas? It's like, this is our mission. How are we going to do it? So yeah. I think Final Fantasy VIII's an exception to the rule of friends coming together with the power of friendship to take out God. It's essentially that, but they're being ordered to do it. Mm. It's not them off their own backs. It's not like one of them's you know, a family member gets taken down so they've got vengeance and the other's trying to level them off so they don't run off and get themselves killed. It's just, we're being ordered to, so let's do it, you know? Well, it only becomes personal for them later in the story when they realise their connection to one another. Then after that... Yeah. I think it's even Sid who says to them that, like, you have to choose whether you want to do this. I can't order you to do yeah. it now that you know everything. Um, yeah. You know, so I think, I think yes, for a good portion of the game, it is very militant. It's all about, do, you know, com- completing a mission. And then it becomes friendship is magic. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it... <laughs> It's hard to escape that friendship is magic, especially in like in the '90s era of RPGs, because that was like oh. the whole story of it. Yeah. yeah. If someone said to you, "Final Fantasy VIII music," what would you suggest? What 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 suggestions would you give for music to listen to apart from the garden you start off in, Fisherman's Horizon, and Liberi Fatale, which is the intro Great cinematic? Fatale, yeah. yeah. What would you suggest other than that? Because I think those three come up quite a lot. So you can't suggest those. That's not fair. Because like, well, like, as it, other than that, you can. But have you got anything yeah. other than that? Because those three are like classic ones that come up all the time. I've got right, them ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was completely expecting that. I'm sorry. As soon as You're you prepared. mentioned Final Fantasy VIII, I was just like, <laughs> "Open the vault!" Wow. <laughs> Do you want to take this one first, Jamie? No, no, you go first. Okay. So, other than the three that you suggested, my suggestions would actually be uh, Premonition, which is the Boss, boss battle music against uh, Idea and Ultimecia. Um, freaky, freaky. Oh, that such music's a freaky. good track, though. Such a good track. <laughs> D- 
the, the, the track itself, Succession of Witches, the one with the harps according, the do, 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 do. Oh, so good. And then my third choice would be The Extreme, which is the third form of Ultimecia. Her battle theme. So good. Those three, absolutely outstanding, and they don't get enough love and attention. Also, just a side note, I don't think he ever would listen to this, but tag Ben Starr, the voice actor for Clive Rossfield, um, when you post this, because he's a massive Final Fantasy VIII fan, and I love him, and he deserves to hear that other people are talking about one of his favourite Final Fantasy. So, hi, Mr. Ben Starr, if you ever listen to it, I love you. <laughs> let's, see, let's see if we can get another Final Fantasy voice actor. Cool. Right? Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Mate, I'm let's just get some senpais. <laughs> <laughs> let's get him on the show. <laughs> but yeah, th- those are my my three picks of what I would recommend to someone to listen to from the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got any? Don't have to be three, but have you got any? Well, okay. So mine, they have to be. Now, first off, I like. The the OG the the winner is is definitely uh, breezy right because that is that's my song right um, that was one of the things that I that I first thing that I learned to play on a guitar properly was that because I it just has that. to be yeah right yeah <laughs> right it just has to be done right because that's it's like I I refuse to believe that anyone could be in any way upset and hear that and not start to feel happy right because it is just so exactly right it's so wonderful um other than that i think um uh was it maybe i'm a lion um Ooh, yeah. yeah oh what a uh, banger uh, uh, that is a set the man I'm with the machine gun yeah um, bastard i was gonna pick that went to uh to the black mages version of maybe i'm a lion that that <clears throat> Sickening that bit. Oh god, I missed that. It was so good. That's the the Black (laughs) Mage's version of uh, Maybe I'm a Lion. It's not for vegans because that shit's got beef. Oh, that that thing's got (laughs) teeth, claws, viscera. It is so meaty. It's so good. Oh man, I'm going to listen to the Black Mages after this. (laughs) Beast mode personified. Got some cleaning to do. Just Maybe I'm a Lion, like scrubbing the dishes. Like. <laughs> Does this mean you're gonna smash dishes by cleaning them too much? Uh, <laughs> yeah, stood there raging um, out. So, so yeah, it's definitely got to be. It's got to be. Maybe I'm a lion. Um, man with a machine gun. I have to say, eyes on me. Everyone says it anyway. Um, and yeah. shuffle or boogie, which is the song that plays during the triple triad games. Um, and then right at the top, right at the top, has to be breezy. I'm sorry, it just has to work. It has to work like yeah, that. Yeah, breezy's good. <laughs> breezy is so good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say something that might be a slight controversial here. Um, I've got one track and one track only, and that's oh. "Man with a Machine Gun." Yeah. However, okay, I would say the game version, not the Black Mages version. Ooh, the Black Mages version. Fair. Black Mages version has got some beef to it. It's really nice. You know, it's got it's got some meat on its bones. But the original game version, there's just something about it. It's, it's catchy. So it's nineties yeah. techno, isn't it? I love mm-hmm. it, and it's it's so yeah. different from the main battle theme as well. It's so good. It yeah. sets apart. It sets <laughs> apart the 
the the squall section and the laguna section which is you know a flashback essentially of what happened it sets the game apart it puts it into two separate camps until later on yep. it's like you know you're playing the flashback when you hear that music yeah it gets this is a different so section pumped. yeah oh, every yeah. time yep. a fight happens you're like just there going as, <laughs> as, as, especially <laughs> if you get laguna <laughs> using yeah especially when you get laguna doing his um limit break it's just oh desperado that, just like yeah yeah oh mm. so good oh man i'm oh. gonna have to replay eight i might have some time <laughs> before rebirth comes out i mean i've just <laughs> finished Baldur's gate 3 so we we should be good <laughs> sorry not sorry i don't care <laughs> no it's fine Right. I've still got so, my original day one copy of Final Fantasy VIII and I have it uh, signed mate. by Nobuo Ametsu as well. Uh, I know. It's <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> 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 oh, right, anyway. Next question. In your opinion, what's the more controversial plot points? So things like time progression and, and again, spoiler, you know, a time compression and the orphanage twist. You know, for me, the more controversial point would be sending teens on an assassination mission. But what's sort of like the most controversial bits for you? Hmm. I think just because it's a, a fandom theory that has been debunked and also if you've got I'm, I'm not saying that people are stupid but it is a case of if you just engage your brain for just a second you'll realise that the theory's wrong the squall mm. is dead theory Yeah. I, 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 I personally don't buy it because the, the whole again it's another thing that I think a lot of people haven't realised or they have and they just really want to buy into the squall is dead theory um, mm. is that at the end of the game when time compression's sort of happening but not happening Squall goes back to the orphanage when he was I think he was about four or five years old and mm. he, he witnesses Idea um, doing the rite of succession with Ultimecia yeah. and that is what they call a predestination paradox it's if you've watched the Terminator movies you know what it is it's when Kyle Reese goes back and it, it that moment has to happen for the game yeah. to happen so it's it's in a constant loop and i think in a weird way if they were ever to remake final fantasy 8 and they they said that they're they're making changes to 7 because the og technically didn't have a happy ending and no, if you think of it in terms of final fantasy 8 well neither did, did they because that loop is going to start again at some point because he went back and had that conversation with Idea in the past and it's just going to constantly loop so technically yes there was a happy ending but it's not an ending because it's going to happen again so if they did ever remake Final Fantasy VIII I'd like them to address this and maybe change it so you do defeat Ultimecia once and for all and that would yeah. be the happy ending because no more loops and yeah. Final Fantasy is quite famous for time loops. I mean, looking at you, FF1. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think the Squall is dead theory is quite controversial. Um, I also know that a lot of people found the 
the revelation that the party already knew one another but just forgot because GFs. It just felt a little bit like Square had come to a point where they realised that they needed um, them to have their own reasons to go after Ultimatia yeah. and it couldn't have just been on orders. So it was like, oh, quick, shoehorn this in. So yeah, I think those two, those two are quite controversial moments. I, th- I yeah, think it's yeah, weird yeah. that when it's sort of like GFs of give you memory loss and yet Airvine isn't affected as much as other people because he belongs to a different garden that doesn't use magic. Mm-hmm. He's the one that sort of goes, didn't you guys realise? You know, he remembers yeah. where the others are like, oh, now I get it. Yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah, Selfie also had the same issue because Trabia Garden didn't use GFs. It was only Balam that used GF, but she said she found one when she was younger. And I forgot been- there was three gardens. Yeah, yeah, Trabia gets gets destroyed. So she she said that she was when she was younger, she was out on a mission, found a GF and had been using it in secret because she always wanted to go to Balam because Balam's the garden you went to to become a seed. If you wanted to go into the military, you went to Golbadia. I don't know where what you went to Trabia for. To meet Never selfie. Found out to be here yeah, to meet selfie. <laughs> to be around the original selfie. To be around yeah. selfie. Yeah. What about you, yeah, Jay? Have you got anything? Yeah. No, I, I, I'm just going to echo what you guys are saying about the the GFs causing memory loss thing. Um, he was very clearly shoehorned in. Um, oh yeah. And and it is it's a case of um, you know a, a bunch of writers got themselves into a corner where they were like, ah, right how do we explain it we can go with some kind of magical moonbeam or we can just go hey you know these things that you've been equipping since the beginning and that we told you you have to equip to progress through the game it is possible to play final fantasy 8 and never have squall um equip a gf at all Mm -hmm. but obviously the story means that he still loses his memory and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and i think there's like a throwaway line about how he had them equipped before like uh, before that first training mission and stuff like that, but um, uh, but but yeah, it does it does feel like it's been sort of shoehorned in. So I think, from my perspective, that's the most controversial bit, um, just because I just it's I get why they did it. Um, it just felt like they could have perhaps. Okay, so I get why they did it, and 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 I get why it was shoehorned in the way it was. But I feel like maybe an extra couple of days, if they'd have had it, to think of a slightly different way of bringing in. Right, everybody got got uh, got uh, memory wiped or whatever. Or, or perhaps that was the best one that they came up with when they had a couple of days to really think about it. You know, yeah, you can't really say all oh, they, they all. Yeah, it, it's definitely looking in reflection. It was, um, you know, obviously now because storytelling has become way more sophisticated. But it it does really smack of who killed JR's ending, where they just were like, oh, people really like this character. It was all a dream. So you know, it was kind of like the, the it was all a dream ending. Yeah, I like my. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to break it back because I like it so much. I've got uh, two theories on this. First of all, um, when they were trying to figure out why has everyone got memory loss for a couple of days, they hired a writer from an American daytime soap opera. Everyone's got amnesia. Or they had a work experience kid at the back who was listening and goes, why don't we just have memory loss? And they went, Jenkins, you're a fucking genius. We're putting that in. We'll figure it out. You know. <laughs> we love you. So I, <laughs> just, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I kind of like the work experience conspiracy theory kid that I always bring to everything because it just it makes me laugh. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> For me, I, I, I just, I don't know. I think, I mean, I'll be honest. I've, I've seen the ending. I've seen the battle. I got up to. Let's see. I think it's on disc four. You know when you're prepping to go to the moon and Laguna's explaining how time compression works and you've got to think of yourself in the future and the past and we'll do this, we'll get there, we'll go into time compression, we'll go to Bowser's castle and we'll fight different parts and then take an Ultimecia. I got to that point and my brain just went, nope. I haven't seen enough schlocky sci-fi Doctor Who to understand any of this. And what I like to think, right... It's before they went there, they went, right, Zell just sort of piped over it. If we're going to do this, we're going to chill out beforehand. We need to chill and get our brain right. So what they did was they all jumped in Ragnarok, they went back to the planet, and um, they went to Zell's mum's house, right? So they all rocked up there, there was a load of snacks and stuff, a load of Moombas were there, right? And they thought, we'll just chill out. And it was all nice and chill, and they were going to enjoy themselves until Irvine pulls out a bottle of vodka. Picture the scene the next day. Irvine, without his hat, is laid on a light fixture dangling down. He's got a smiley face drawn on his face. Squall is half speared through a brick wall because Renoa got drunk, tried to hug him and speared him through the wall. He's got concussion, she's asleep. Quistus is on the couch. The Moombas, all you see is her feet and part of her head because the Moombas dove on her for warmth. They're kind of like cats in that respect. Right, <laughs> Zell, Zell is curled up on the kitchen table, protecting all of the hot dogs for dear life. Mm-hmm. And last, but certainly not least, unless I've forgotten anyone, which I don't think I have, Selfie in her room, in how you would expect, she is asleep in the sink wearing Irvine's hat. So what they have to do is they have to get up, all hungover, go back into the ship go back to where Laguna is and all hungover they have to take out Ultimecia because when you're hungover that kind of shit would make more sense time compression it's like yeah alright we'll just go and kill them so after a wild night of drinking and being speared through a wall you know they, then they take her out that's what I like to think happened Oh yeah, they were they were you know like you'd need psychedelics to be like yeah this sounds this sounds reasonable. <laughs> let's have, let's have one <laughs> last hurrah. Also finding out that the guy you've been dreaming about, who a few discs ago you said yeah I had a nightmare I dreamt I was a moron, said moron is your father. <laughs> 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 yeah, just like just hook me up, bro. Let's go. <laughs> you stand there and he's like, think- is everyone ready? And you hear from like, hang on, <laughs> now I am. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's go fight the space witch in Bowser's castle. I'm ready. I'm ready. And it's a floating castle with chains attached to it. Like, how metal is that? Oh, <laughs> the woman Literally. had taste. Yeah. <laughs> the interior decorator was on point. Oh, yeah. Think, Probably um... Vincent Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think jokes aside, I think I think you, you got the uh, the nail on the head earlier on, Lulu, when you said that, like, storytelling 
in video games wasn't expected to be as advanced at that no. point, right? There, there wasn't. It's it's an entertainment form that was largely at that point marketed to kids, right? And so they're not going to have a super detailed story. But of course, you know, Final Fantasy went that extra mile, and like that came out as I was hitting my sort of emotional maturity that that people get to in their in their teens, and it was that and the the next game, Final Fantasy Nine, that really sort of helped me figure out like kind of who i am emotionally and like with oh, ethics yeah. and morals and stuff um and and i think that yeah all right that there, there are some very controversial points like you had mentioned several times there squidge you're talking about sending people who were 16 17 18 years old out on assassination missions out on out into war right which you know in in the real world that's a crime but we're gonna we're gonna breeze past that, right? Because that's kind of the the whole point is that you're supposed to be kind of playing and identifying with someone who, for the target audience, is a little bit older than you, or for the upper echelon of the target audience, is a little bit younger than you. So you can vicariously live your teen years through a, a third person. I totally get that, right? Yeah. There I am talking like I know what I'm talking about. I don't know how popular culture works. I don't know how storytelling works. But like, I'm a dad, uh, I, don't, I don't go out. <laughs> absolutely I kind of kind of live in my basement is what I do but yes resolution um, outside shit controls are crap Um, and it needs an update absolutely (laughs) (laughs) the user experience is dreadful yeah yeah But I, th- I think that's that's kind of it, though, right? It's like they they wanted to keep the fan- the fantasy science fictiony feel to it, and they had to just come up with a bunch of stuff that would make sense in the world that they had created. Um, and so for me, I think the the whole um, GF's cause uh, memory loss, I'm I'm kind of okay with it. Like it is very shoehorned, and it is it does feel like it's just like, oh, uh, how do we fix this? Yeah, we'll fix it this way. But it also kind of fits with the world of the environment if you don't think about it too much, and that's the problem, right? Well, it's it's that we're thinking about it too much instead of enjoying it for what Shit, it is. Shit, right? logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> they, they they fall into the category category of when you're explaining GFs and the memory problem, it's because plot. Unless you sleep, absolutely. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's a fun one. Favorite GF. Ooh. Ooh. It's all separate the men from the boys. Favorite GF. What have we got? So I think just real quick before we continue, though, just to just to for folks who may be listening to this who haven't played Final Fantasy VIII, I'm very sorry. You you know you need to go change that. And we're out. giving away some spoilers and stuff. But to just to explain what a GF is, right? They're called Guardian Forces, and they're exactly right. And they're they're essentially your summons, right? In Final Fantasy VII, you just equipped the material. You could then learn the summon or use the summon. Final Fantasy IX, you had the different equipment to, to learn different pieces of magic and stuff. But the way that magic, uh, I think you alluded to it earlier on, Lulu, uh, the way the magic system in Final Fantasy VIII works is you have to equip or choose a guardian force, a number of guardian forces. And these would positively and negatively affect your statistics based on who you were, but also the other guardian forces you had equipped. So like if you had Ifrit and Shiva equipped to the same person, you'd have um, a whole bunch of negatives on your character because they can't be equipped to the same person because they're differences in, 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 in elemental types. So there's a whole bunch of balancing to be done with that. And then each guardian force could then learn different skills which would apply to 
the person that it was equipped to. So like, I believe it was Ifrit who would learn boost, which meant that everyone, um, uh, everyone, every of the guardian forces that that particular character that had Ifrit equipped to could then boost their, their, uh, their guardian forces attack or whatever it was. Um, uh, and and each of these were they're all named differently they all have their own stats they all have their own different attacks and so that's just real quick a really bad description of what gfs are <laughs> i i made it sound so bad didn't i i mean gfs the ultimate customization for every character it made it sound like who's your favorite girlfriend oh, <laughs> go on oh, in the main game no guardian force <laughs> gf is mentioned i think of this parody that was on some website years ago of some people voice acting characters and it was like ff condoms for protection better than a gf (laughs) (laughs) nice there is some truth in that well yeah (laughs) but yeah there's a grain of truth remember that that slogan like 25 years later ff condoms (laughs) for protection better than a gf If anybody remembers that or has it, send it to me. I will love you forever. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so favorite, favorite GF. Oh. I'm going to say Diablos. Uh, okay. Yeah, Diablos. Mm. I just really like how you obtain him. Um, I like his style. I love his summoning um, cinematic sequence. It's just so cool and very much mm. my aesthetic personally anyway. So yeah, if it's not him, probably uh, Cerberus because again, Hell's Gate and the, who, who Cerberus is in mythology and so on and so forth. So yeah, I think it'd be, 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 be between those two for me. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be either Tonberry or Sabatenda. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like the, having to, like the way you unlock uh, Tonberry is just it's like that's a proper test of skill um, and mm. then just being able to summon this thing that can insta kill something um, or being able to summon like a 25 foot tall cactus that shoots pine needles at things I mean just yeah let's do it <laughs> sign me up <laughs> mm. um, I'm, I'm going to quote Dylan Moran here if people have heard me quote this before they'll, they'll know what I'm on about I'm going to say Doom Train because it is fabulously fucking stupid. It on top of the fact, it's it's just bat, it's batshit on toast. That's what it is. It's yeah. it's nuts. <laughs> it's what it is, and I love it. To this day, I still don't know what it does, but I remember getting it, and I'm like, I'm using this. I don't care what it does in the battle. I'm using it because it's just it it makes no sense. Uh, yeah. Isn't it all status effects with Doom Train? Probably. I just remember it, using it like, yeah, the train, let's kill him with the yeah, train. Yeah, because I think it's supposed to be a uh, sort of homage to the Phantom Train in Final Fantasy mm. VI. So yeah, I think Before it's Before all... it's suplexed, obviously. Yeah, yeah, because you have to <laughs> suplex it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I think Doom Train was status effects. Because mm. Diablos is percentage-based, because it's based on gravity, which is a percentage-based spell. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah. I think he was. I think Doom Train was all status effects, kind of like having a Marlboro in, in train form. 
and mm. a spoopy face. Like I said, it's 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 fabulously fucking stupid. I loved it. I don't again until you explained it. I just used it for the sake of using it. Can you say that though? They had Pandemona, which was a purple vacuum cleaner. No, I'm sticking with Doom Train. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just saying it's not the only batshit kind of GF in that game. Like Pandemona, the literal windbag. <laughs> it's it's like you haven't even played Pokemon, right? They have literally a set of keys. And a trash bag as two separate Pokemons. Mm. Um, you know, I, I just I just like the idea of Thomas the Tank Engine Nightmare Fuel. So, <laughs> you know, Doom Train it is. <laughs> Sorry, you'll have I'm, to like put in like a distorted version of the Thomas the Tank I'm, Engine theme there. I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to uh, the first mod I ever did for Skyrim as Thomas the Tank Engine after I did Macho Man Randy Savage as a dragon. So I'm getting flashbacks Fair. to that. I mean, you've got to do it. <laughs> Better than a Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a matter of opinion. Uh, that says so much about me. Um, <laughs> next question, I think. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> What was the most pain in the ass Guardian Force for you to acquire? See, I want to say Doom Train because you've got to get all those random bloody items, but my heart says Eden because of the Deep Sea Research Centre because you've got to go through Bahamut first, which is a pain in the dick, and I don't have a dick, and I felt pain in it. <laughs> That's how bad it was, folks. That's how bad it was. I got phantom dick pain. <laughs> that should be a Metal Gear Solid title. Just about to say that the next Metal Gear game, Phantom Dick Pain. <laughs> That's going to be the name of the remake job. after three. It'll be Metal Gear Solid Three Delta, and then Phantom Dick Pain. Sorry if I made myself cry a little bit, but now I'm quite impressed with how funny that was. Oh, but yeah, that's how bad it was. It was phantom dick pain, because once you got through Bahama, it wasn't even over. You had to get through the Deep Sea Research Centre, and then at the end, it was a Ultima weapon that you had to draw Eden from, and it was just and like... survive. And survive, and it's just like, oh my god. So yeah, Eden all the way. <laughs> We're still laughing about phantom dick pain. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Oh god. That's the name of the episode. I was just writing it down. Oh, okay. <laughs> dick pain. Yeah. Why is it I always give you titles? <laughs> I really do come out with the most unhinged shit. <laughs> and? Yeah, god. So what about you, Jeff? Uh, I think it's got to be brothers. I hated doing the the. You had to find the place in the middle of nowhere, then fi- <laughs> then work your way around the maze, and just I just I, I hated Tomb it. of the Unknown King is where That's you find the one. them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you reading that map was, yeah. was another pain in the dick I didn't need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So brothers, I I definitely. had when I did that I had. 
I didn't get all the, the extra... I got the map. I didn't get all the extra... You know, you could pay for tips and help and stuff. Whenever yeah. I brought the map up, I had my finger on the CRT TV of where I was. Every oh, screen that would change, I put my finger where it was, and there was fingerprints all over the telly. But... I managed to figure out where I was and get brothers at the same time because I had my finger on the screen constantly. Oh, I bet your mum loved that. <laughs> why is there, my own TV, why I don't is there, care. Why is there greasy fingerprints all over the telly? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> but brothers, you, you found it a pain. A uh, pain in the phantom dick, did you? Oh, it'd be a pain in the dick for you, wouldn't it, you? Uh, well that and the phantom one I used to hang the phantom one on the door Uh, I did wonder I did wonder (laughs) I wasn't going to (laughs) ask for me I'm going to be honest I've I've tried and nearly completed it three separate times realising different parts understanding more of the game as I I grew up but for me um it's trying to get Odin early. Oh, Odin, I forgot. That that was such that was such a pain. That was in the first disc, and if you got him early, Cypher would slice him in half, and then you got Gilgamesh. And I thought, I want that. That's true. But, Gilgamesh is cool. Like they didn't make him goofy in eight. But yeah, the, no. the interesting thing about um, Odin was the code, because in mm. Final Fantasy VII, uh, about to flex my my not so senile memory here. But the 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 combination for the safe in the Nibelheim, the Shinra Mansion, it might get changed. Um, was ten fifty nine ninety eight? Oh no! No brain just died. <gasps> I've had that knowledge for like twenty twenty seven years, and my brain just went no. Nope, it's gone. I've been put on the spot. Yeah, I'll tell you what, my other half will ask me about it later and I'll be able to rhyme it off, but it's because I'm on the spot and being recorded that, you know, my brain's just gone. Mm, 36, 10, 59, 97. I think that's it. Sounds about right, yeah. But yeah, um, so the code in that changed every time. So it wasn't like you could write it down and share it among your friends and be like oh yeah this is the code for the door to odin no it was the first final fantasy game where codes changed actively each playthrough and that's mm. what made it annoying but yeah odin oh and that's where you got tomberry from as well isn't it yep that was the tomberry challenge fight 10 or 20 of them and then fight the big guy who yeah, donked you to death king. that's it mm. yeah yeah um i looked it up while he was saying yeah you got the you got the code right the second time around yes so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's because my brain went, oh no, we're, we're, we're performing here. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> uh, it, it opened your head, put its hat and coat on and leapt out, did it? Mm-hmm. Just, uh, yeah, just abandoned ships. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Sod off. <laughs> but his flat cat and raincoat and went on a ferry to Belgium. That's what your brain did for a second there. Pretty yeah. much. Why did they take me? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so a creative question for you guys. Here's a creative one. If you could create a triple triad competition with most of the more memorable characters from Final Fantasy VIII, who would make the top six? Who would win overall? And most importantly, who would be the craftiest? I would also like to point out that you misspelled craftiest. It says craftiest. I know. (laughs) 
I know what it says. Craft. He's keeping yeah. his other toes. That's what. I know. I looked. I looked at it when I was half awake and was like, "What?" Thank you for pointing out my inability to spell on a podcast. Nah. That's just brilliant. It's fine. I, I count on you. I awkwardly couldn't remember how to spell awkward the other night. That was fun because I was trying to ask my friend how to spell it, and they were like, "What is it you're after?" So I had to send them a little voice note going, "Awkward! It's awkward!" And they're like, "Yeah, we know. What do you want to spell?" And it's like, "No, oh, that's the word." It was like a dude where's my car moment with the tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> I, it just reminds me of a, a picture that I saw, and it's uh, a sign on a gate, and it just said, uh, "Trespassers will be prosec- prosec- will be prosec- trespassers will be headbutted." You know. <laughs> Okay, so six six characters. Uh, Dia Renoa Cypher Selfie Irvin because he doesn't go anywhere without selfie and number six. Um Kakui? Yeah. Bring that bitch in. <laughs> I think the craziest, and I mean this in like who would get more, more into it intensely, would be Zell. I think he'd mm. be the one that'd be like throwing down cards and effing and jeffing all over the place and threatening to headbutt people. So, yeah, definitely Zell would be the craziest. Throwing chairs across the room. Although, saying that, Selfie does have a thing about bazookas, so. Mm. Neck and neck. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be the final one between them two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I can't. I can't improve on that. I think that is your perfect, your perfect uh, triple triad competition. Although I would say I feel like. Selfie would be the kind of person who would like when stuck and she'd only do it the once. She'd be like, Woo! And point and point over the other person's shoulder and, and try and get them to look, 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 look. And then when they looked, they'd swap the card up. I feel like she'd be the kind of person who would do that, right? Oh, yeah. That's the craftiest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, she did point out that the trains that Renoa got for the for the model she's like oh my god they're so ugly who painted these she's like proper <laughs> tearing into her i think yep. i think that's one thing i definitely liked about final fantasy 8 was that they remembered they were teenagers at yes, times yeah. and they would roast each other <laughs> yeah. but yeah just like oh my god these are hideous what the fuck bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering some of the others now. It's making me giggle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, like I say again, mostly selfie. Like when she's like, "Oh yeah, we'll get a bazooka," and like the forest owls are like, "Bruh, what bazooka? What? No, we just want you to go in there and slap her around a bit." No bazooka. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> just one fell swoop. Just take him out. And like, who is it? Zone or Ward? Who's always like? sitting in a corner going my stomach hurts I think it's it's a zone I think so I think oh. it's, it's, it's the one you get yeah. the adult mag for isn't it the naughty magazines yes the naughty magazine. <laughs> yeah. the nudie oh. mag 
yeah, the nudie mag. Oh god, I love that you can give that to Squall on his date with Renaldo. <laughs> I'm trying that. I am trying that. Oh Never no, it's that. great because like I'm trying that. Squall, Squall comments on it, going, "Oh my god, this guy was actually serious. What a weirdo." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I left you a little something down there. And he's just like, there it is, porn. And it's like, bro. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. Yeah. A, a proper bro moment. Yeah, yeah, just like a bro. But yeah, he's just like, this guy is so weird. <laughs> of course he is. It's a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. You know, you've got to have one character that's just like, you just sit there and go, dude, what are you even here for? <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's not the nudie magazines, it's someone's suggestion using a bazooka. In a yeah, pre- yeah, it's, pretty it's much. Got, there's always one. There's always one. You know, one being really upset because he got called a chicken wuss. I would love to know <laughs> what the insult was in Japanese and what the thinking, where it went from there. Like, did was he called a chicken wuss in Japanese or was it something else? Because I do like seeing the translation differences like with Squall's infamous whatever in Japan it was generally more like oh my bad or just silence <laughs> like just you know he'd, somebody says something really dumb and in English he's like yeah whatever but in Japan he just like stonewalls them <laughs> or just goes oh my bad awkward <laughs> oh and that's another thing we lost out with is in Japan um, Renoa had like a unique saying it was um, instead of um, Ohio it was Oharo which was like a combination of two Japanese greetings Um, so it's just like oh man we kind of missed out on her having this little cute greeting or thing that she said Yeah, but then on the other hand, there is Angelo, so it evens yes. out. Yeah, Angelo is best girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being shot from an arm cannon like a detachable hand on a giant robot. Yeah, I'm sure, like, Peter, Animal Rescue, somebody, God, would uh, be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> 25 years later, the start of a campaign. Ban Final yeah. Fantasy <laughs> Yeah, Battersea Dogs Home, like, rioting. (laughs) In front of a human hospital, just to really add to it, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) I'm just seeing someone creating a Gundam of Renoa now, instead of a, 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 a right fist. It's just Angela that shoots out. And it yeah. retracts, you know. Just hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not making it any better, are we? No, so. we're not. <laughs> it's just. Oh, 2024, yeah. the year Waffling Tailors was cancelled because of talking about animal projectiles. Yeah, well, you know, like. <sighs> Final Fantasy dogs never really have a great time, let's be honest, because you've got um, Shadow's dog. Oh, what was it called? Interceptor in Final Fantasy VI. You know, like, <laughs> Final Fantasy dog. And even though Torgal is best boy 
you know, <laughs> still had to go through Final Fantasy 16. And Final Fantasy 16, if you played it, <sighs> my god, such a good game. But my god, that storyline was just dark, man. Mm-hmm. God, I want to play that again the... now. <laughs> Make up your mind. It's, um, no. There's, there's, well, you either play a Final Fantasy 16 or cut it in half and play a Final Fantasy 8. It's your choice. Um, mm-hmm. There's also the dog that the Cypher uh, scares the shit out of on the mission. Yeah, because he complains about doing dog sitting. No, Cypher's just a misunderstood character. He's just... I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cypher's a prick. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he is, but he is very misunderstood. (laughs) Still a prick, though. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't handle his anger very well. They've all got abandonment issues, but Jesus Christ, Cypher, you could have had a better haircut. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> better fashion sense who who the fuck wears a white trench coat come on <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining I'm just imagining um, black tactical military garb and it's side shaven and like a braided warrior stripe all the way down the middle that might have looked better for Cypher I don't know yeah, something like that just ditch the trench coat Ditch the white trench coat and have like really bright, bright hair. But you can see it from the moon. Yeah, yeah, it's reflective. His hair's that bright. There he is. That's the prick. (laughs) (laughs) Run away from the shining light. It's him. (laughs) It's like a shine. Everyone on Doom Train, quick. What have I, done? Is, I, I just want to say to your audience, this is why they don't have me on the podcast that often because <laughs> no, this, this this is why we're going to get you on more often. Oh God, are you sure about that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, you know, you didn't call me up for Final Fantasy 16. Disappointed, and I have played Baldur's I haven't played Gate. It. You haven't played it. <gasps> I haven't played Final Fantasy 16. Oh. I haven't played Baldur's Gate mainly due to the fact that I don't have. A very powerful PC, and I don't have next-gen consoles, so I'm very limited. <laughs> um, my dude, please get on 16. That game broke me. I mean, you know, like, getting into it for the first couple of minutes and an F-bomb's being dropped, I was like, yep, this is the Final Fantasy for me, gentle, ladies and gentlemen, and all in between. <laughs> I have got a pot L- mouth. <laughs> L- Lulu raging in five, four, three, two... One. I hadn't even played Final Fantasy 15 yet. Oh. Now, okay, Final Fantasy 15 had a lot of trouble, and I know this, but I will always defend it in the case in in the in the vein that poor Tabata, he was given a team that was born out, done in, no motivation, and he had three years to make a triple A game. What the man did was damn impressive. So, all you haters of 15 out there, shh. (laughs) But, yeah, no, actually, there is a really funny bit in 16 that was just like, it it was almost like there was an echo in the room. Without too much spoilers, um, there's a character in it called Gav who's got a bit of um, a Geordie accent. Yeah, I know. Brilliant. In a Final Fantasy game. 
I don't know. He's great. He is best, best friend. Uh, <laughs> but he's talking about something and then there's this shadow just appears over him. And you, because of events in the game, you're like, oh, no, is that? And I just sat there knowing what the shadow was and went, oh, fuck me. And then literally two seconds later, obviously, he clocks what he's looking at, which is Odin, who's like 60 foot fucking tall on Sleepnir. And he just goes, oh, fuck me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like moments like that in FF16 that just make it really good because it's more mature, because these are things you are saying to yourself out loud while you're playing it, just going like, fucking hell, mate, what's that? And then a character's like fuck me <laughs> oh god you're gonna have to do yeah. so much bleeping i'm sorry <laughs> no i'm not bleeping I'll, I'll just put a warning at the beginning saying there is swearing and i'm not bleeping it lulu's no. on the podcast they're swearing <laughs> prepare thyself <laughs> hold on to thy buttocks <laughs> Oh man, God, I've missed I doing have this. To say <laughs> <laughs> really missed doing this. <laughs> we'll have to do it more often. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, time's knocking on, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass it over to Gia to do the outro because I can't be asked. I'll be honest. Uh, so I'll let Gia do the outro. Tempest Fugit, bitches. No. Um. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, I've I've super enjoyed this uh, recording session. I, I always enjoy hanging out with both of you anyway. But yeah, I've super enjoyed this recording session. And I've got a couple of long-haul flights coming up, so I may end up start restarting Final Fantasy VIII and getting nowhere because what I tended to do every single time was get Squall up to, like, level 40 before doing that first mm-hmm. mission where you get Ifrit. Um because why not right and so like i may end up doing that on my flight which will be weird because it'll be like it's an overnight it's a pair of overnight flights so i'll be sat there in the corner going trying to boost and everyone will be like trying to sleep they'll be like what's he doing is he doing something rude whatever um yeah so but yeah so he did that and then he looks at me when I get to the end of the first disc at level 19 he's like how did you do that and I said well I got on the game I didn't train (laughs) level scaling you don't actually have to level I know I know but I want all the skills but he knows that now we're going to get all the skills oh, to... the stuff and the things the stuff Absolutely. and the things Laurie <laughs> give, give me the things and the shininess card the enemies you get the skill points without the XP that's how you do it yeah, that's how I did literally it literally walk through the game going give please <laughs> <laughs> hand out making grabby hands give <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining every single scene with Squall and all he ever says is Gib please now yeah. I'm going to have to photoshop some, some images now Gib please yeah Gib please I don't even know how to photoshop accent. but I'm going to have to do it yeah <laughs> he's doing that and, and uh, Zell's going uh, <laughs> hot dog please you know hot one of the two <laughs> Selfie's going bazooka, please. You know, one of the two. <laughs> anyway, outro. Shit, I got way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's my fault. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a ton of fun hanging out with you guys again. It's always fun uh, hanging out with you guys. Um, and yeah, you've made me want to go play Final Fantasy VIII again. So maybe during my um, 
combined 18 hours flights i might be able to get what two percent through the game um yeah but yeah <laughs> so but yeah thank you both for for, for chatting final fantasy it's been loads of fun and thank you all for listening if you've been sent this episode by a friend or indeed a mortal enemy or happened on it accidentally i'd like to ask you to check out the website for the show at wafflingtailors.rocks we have another 180 episodes or seven years of our podcast for you to check out and we have a section called Those Games We Played, which lists every game we've ever mentioned, how many times we've mentioned it, and what we've said about them. We have socials, um, they'll be in the links too. We've got Twitter or X, whichever one you want to call it. We've got Discord. Um, you'll also find the details for that in the description. We also stream on Twitch from time to time. And you can find our previous streams and silly videos on our YouTube channel. So do come check us out. Well, now I'm recording, so the hell with a lot of you. So I'll mention it again. It's a shame I didn't get the thing about the selling loved ones organs. Oh, yeah, there it is. Third yeah. <laughs> time. Yeah, the joke only gets funny if you keep explaining it. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly Co- Comedy it. 102, that is. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It's comedy advice from wish.com. Com- yeah, comedy 101, be funny. Comedy 102, keep telling, like, <clears throat> keep explaining the joke because it'll get funnier. Yeah, it's training from wish.com, or is it Temu? I can't remember now. Both are really bad, let's be honest. Yeah. Fucking claps! Now for- yeah. oh. fuck, bro! Absolutely. I, was, I was about to say all members of the clap gang, but that sounds so wrong. Oh, uh, no. Really <laughs> no! I, I just wanted to join in. <laughs> I heard that. Hey, want me? No, no. It was more the audible gulping that followed. <laughs> oh, right, let me do it. And we will stop for when there's like ding dong and delivery and all the rest of it. Yeah, sorry. I'm keeping an That's eye on right. it. It's alright. Don't deliver me. Ha, ha, ha.